Hello, everyone. I'm Paul Menzel. And I'm Jim Conlon. And this is New Tricks for Old Dogs. Our podcast features the many ways us older men and women howl at the moon, odd news items you don't normally hear about, and conversations with other old dogs who are growing bolder, not older. So if you've got 25 minutes or so, grab a cup of coffee, pull up a chair, and join us. In this episode, the old dogs ramble about clothing. Who needs it? We bring you another edition of Ads and Fads. We shake our heads over China's uncooperative teens. We marvel at the technology that turns brainwaves into words. We celebrate Willard Scott, who passed away at age 87. We give you a little historical background on the Myers-Briggs personality test. And we learn that although 80% of seniors are vaccinated, that's not enough. The Old Dog's conversation is with Randy Lynch, a really nice guy who has been making his restaurant customers feel comfortable during these difficult times. Stay with us. Well, Paul, mm-hmm. what's the question? The question is, what's the weather like? No, no. Uh, what's on your mind? Oh, you keep asking me that, and I never get it right the first time, do I? No. Well, I do have something on my mind, Jim. You know what I was thinking the other day? And this is when I was going through my closet because, uh, you know, periodically I go through and donate some clothing. Do you go through your closet to, like, get to the dining room? Is that (laughs) what you... It's a walk-in closet. Now, just relax. But it occurred to me that I've stripped it down quite a bit and because I just don't buy clothes anymore. And I figured, let's talk about this. There's a point in, I think, our lives as we get older. What's the point of getting a suit? Or what's the point of, uh, you know, a dress slacks? Or really? What's the point of shoes? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I, I buy shoes. Um, you don't buy clothes a lot, do you? Because that shirt I have seen for 10 years now. Well, then you have not seen it as long as I've owned it. Ah, okay. Yeah, I am in the same boat. Uh, I have clothing that goes back to the 90s and is still in reasonable shape, except for some stains. So, you know, I have work clothes and I have good clothes, but the good clothes don't involve a suit and tie Uh, anymore. I think you tend to buy clothing when you're younger for an occasion. You're you're going on vacation, so I need, you know, a couple of Hawaiian shirts or... uh, (laughs) (laughs) You can't have too many Hawaiian shirts. You know it. And, you know, honestly, clothing, if you buy a nice pair of slacks, they don't wear out. You know, they really don't unless you force them to wear out, you know. Yeah. Uh, There seems to be a point at which you go, ah, great, I don't have to go into a clothing store anymore. Yeah, right. And And is that a relief for you? Did you not enjoy that? Uh yeah yeah I yes and I'm I'm not sure if the people around me enjoyed as much you weren't that again yeah you know um but no who would ask that I mean who who do you see often enough to even notice grandkids they are so oh, really? brutally honest oh. oh they'll tell you yeah I'll tell you one thing that I will not buy and thank goodness it is no longer popular. But you remember those jumpsuits that old geezers used to wear? Oh, yeah. Yeah, one piece. And you say that advisedly, being two old geezers here, but yes. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I am not going to wear one of those, but then again, it's not fashionable anymore, if it ever was. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but practical. <laughs> Let's see. Which jumpsuit do I wear today? Is it blue or khaki? And, we'll go khaki. And do I want to put corn silk or hay in my mouth for the occasion? Oh, and you know, there's something else I play here, too, to mm. be honest. And that is, I think you reach an age where you don't care. I don't care what people think of me. I am going to wear that... Those checked pants that I bought in 68? No, you're not. <laughs> but I, I could if I wanted to. No, you couldn't. <laughs> Time for another Ads and Fads, where the old dogs test your memory and your patience. These ads from the late 50s and early 60s involved a beautiful blonde actress extolling the virtues of a tobacco product. The famous tagline was, why don't you pick one up and smoke it sometime? Okay, what was the product and who was the actress? For extra credit, name her husband, a comic genius from the early days of television. We'll be back later in the episode with the answers. China has restricted online game playing among Chinese youth, calling games electronic drugs. Well, good luck with that. This pod nugget is from Skyway News for August 30th, 2021. The Chinese government has banned young people under the age of 18 from playing online games for more than an hour a day. They can only play from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and holidays. The intent is to greatly reduce the time spent online indulging in what the government calls spiritual opium. Woo. The ban will be enforced by online gaming companies, which will now have to enforce rules requiring users to register accounts with their real names. Video games have long bothered both parents and the Chinese leadership. Some parents have even turned to gaming addiction camps for their children. The video game restrictions are part of an effort to create supposedly healthy youth, studious, straight, and nationalistic. This may be a losing battle since China has about 368 million online gamers. I'd bet that gamers will soon find workarounds to avoid the restrictions. After all, this is just another online game, right? Yeah, yeah. Researchers have implanted an experimental device in the brain of a paralyzed man that translates his thoughts into words. This pod nugget is from the program All Things Considered on National Public Radio for July 14, 2021. This device allows people who can't speak or move to generate words and sentences on a computer using only their thoughts. The implant decodes signals in the brain that once controlled the vocal tract. After months of adjustment to the system, the patient was able to reliably generate 15 words a minute. Now, normal speech is roughly 120 words a minute, but researchers think the device can be greatly improved. Current assistive devices rely on eye movements to spell out words one letter at a time. As the implant gets more sophisticated, it offers hope for better communication for people who have suffered a stroke or traumatic brain injury. For the wives out there who believe their husbands often lose their power of speech, this is the wrong device. You might try hiding the remote control. Yeah, that'll do it. Willard Scott, who for 35 years delivered the weather in his own unique style on the Today Show, has died at the age of 87. 
This pod nugget is from the New York Times for September 4th, 2021. Scott was of the generation of television weathermen that stressed show business over snow business. His weather report was a mixture of corny humor, occasional costumes, shout-outs to local events around the country, birthday tributes to folks over 100, and even at times, the weather. He didn't have a background in meteorology and was rather dismissive of the need for one. He once said, a trained gorilla could do it. The only scientific asset one actually needed was the telephone number of the National Weather Service. The jovial giant was six foot three inches and weighed over 300 pounds, and he didn't know how to hide in a crowd. <laughs> one time he dressed like the 40s actress Carmen Miranda as he danced in front of the weather map in high heels and ruffled dress topped by a fruit basket hat. People either liked or hated his antics, but he eventually seemed out of place with other regulars on the show, and his participation was reduced to an occasional birthday tribute to seniors. He finally retired in 2015. Love him or hate him, Willard Scott was one of a kind, and an awfully scary Carmen Miranda. The Myers-Briggs assessment sorts people into 16 different personality types. It sounds like astrology, but it's a whole lot easier to understand. This pod nugget is from The Guardian for August 30th, 2021. The Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, or the MBTI, is a personality test developed in 1943 by a mother and daughter, Catherine Briggs and Isabel Briggs Myers. The assessment was based on the work of psychiatrist Carl Jung's theories of personality. The amazing thing is that the co-creators were fiction writers with no formal training in psychology. What the creators grasped was that a personality assessment would be more effective if it showed everyone to be good at something. It was attractive to businesses as a tool to match people to suitable jobs. For people taking the test, it created an awareness of strengths and weaknesses that made them more effective on teams. It has become the most popular personality test in the world. About 50 million people have taken the MBTI since the 1960s, and 2 million continue to do so each year. It is used regularly by Fortune 500 companies, universities, hospitals, the military, and even sports teams. Without getting too wonky, the assessment measures our preference for four personality opposites. Extroversion or introversion, intuition or sensing, thinking or feeling, and judging or perceiving. There are 16 combinations of the four personality preferences, which are expressed as four letters. For example, ENTJ. Each type has an extensive explanation of strengths and weaknesses that most people find astoundingly accurate. If you've taken the test, you will know what I'm saying. If you're not familiar with Myers-Briggs, you probably found this pod nugget boring and tedious. Well, that's okay. That's your type. 80% of seniors are vaccinated, but some authorities say that's not enough. We should aim for 100%. This pod nugget is from the New York Times for September 6, 2021. Under normal circumstances, an 80% vaccination rate for us boomers is pretty amazing. But we are the folks that are most at risk. The 20% unvaccinated are risking a lot for themselves and people they are in contact with. So what's going on? A sizable number of seniors are resisting a proven medication. Well, one issue is mobility. Many seniors are unable to travel to locations where the shots are given, or they have cognitive issues with online registration. 
Now, with some planning, these age-related obstacles can be overcome by social programs. The real issue is that a sizable number of people our age just don't trust the vaccine. Where they get their information plays a role. Individuals who depend on social media, the Internet, friends or family for their facts often adopt a negative attitude toward vaccination. A doctor cited a patient who hesitated to get vaccinated because she was on blood thinners, and she had heard through informal sources that she would be at risk. Well, her doctor corrected that misinformation. Vaccine mandates from employers and schools won't affect us. We have to encourage folks in our age group to consult their doctor if they have reservations. We are the generation that eradicated polio, measles, and diphtheria with vaccinations. This is just another shot. Okay, here's the answers for our Ads and Feds quiz. The product was Muriel Cigars, available in Coronello and air-tipped. The actress was Edie Adams, who was married to Ernie Kovacs, the creator of the Nairobi Trio and the character Percy Dove Tonsils. Randy Lynch is a restaurant manager who has been in the business for around 50 years. During that time, he has amassed the skills necessary to weather almost any crisis. Hurricanes, power outages, employee shortages, and more. Lately, this includes the COVID crisis, which he seems to be handling with grace and good cheer. We're going to start by just talking a little bit about your past, <laughs> uh, the good parts anyway. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> you've, you've had a very long association with the restaurant chain Beck's Prime here in Houston. Uh, how did that get started? Had you been in the restaurant business before that, or was this your first connection? No, I've actually been doing this for about 50 years. Wow. Um, and uh, I actually kind of tried several different things until I landed, actually didn't land with Bex Prime until 2017. I've been very en enjoyable working for Bex Prime. Uh, Tell me something, Randy, what attracted you to the restaurant business? Because my point of view is you have to put up with jerks like me all the time. <laughs> No, I've always been a real personable person. I like uh, I like people. I like talking to people, dealing with people. I've always liked to make people happy. It makes me feel good inside, and uh, it's a great you know business to be in. It's a you know that's old adage: it's better to give than receive, and that goes for you know emotional prospects and stuff. You know, of course, you're going to have people every once in a while, but overall, you know, if you look at the majority of people, are good people. So it sounds like it's important that you be a people person. It is. It Somebody is. who likes to spend their time alone uh, watching TV shows from the 50s should probably not apply, huh? No, <laughs> I don't watch much TV, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have had your share, I suppose, of irate customers, dissatisfied customers. But uh, it sounds like your attitude carries you through. Have you ever had a situation that you just couldn't handle? It was just too much? Uh, usually, no. Um, I mean, I've had him get mad and just give up and walk out on me, but, you know, I, I got to stay calm, got to stay cool. You know, the customer's always right. That's the way you got to look at it. Mm -hmm. But if you just stay calm, a lot of times you can diffuse the situation uh, just by being kind and considerate. And a lot of times that means a lot to a customer. If you show them that you just care, that will turn things around a lot of the time. 
you know, Randy, I think for most of us, we think there's a lot of turnover in staff in the restaurant business. Do you spend a lot of your time interviewing new people? Actually, with Bex Prime, um, not a lot of turnover uh, compared to uh, other places and other jobs I've had. They have not. They've had people that are been with them 25 years, uh, 20 years, 15, 10 years. Wow. Uh, but I understand what you're saying. It's, it, it's a challenge, especially now and after COVID. So what do you look for when you're interviewing somebody to be a new employee? Well, in this business, you really have to see if they're personable, uh, good eye contact. You know, they, they have a good uh, personality. And uh, I've had a few that have been kind of shy, but you, you kind of work your way through it and you, you help them get more personable with the customers and stuff want to uh, you know, like dealing with the public. Well, that pretty much leaves Jim and I out of it. Uh, <laughs> so we, I think we'll stick to being customers. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, you had mentioned the problems associated with COVID. And uh, we all know that many food service related businesses, especially restaurants, have had a very difficult time and uh, many restaurants have not made it through the last couple of years. Uh, your I, location seems to have done very well, but I would like to know how you personally were able to manage and are still managing the difficulties associated with uh, staying safe, staying healthy, both for yourself and for your employees, and for your customers. How do you manage all of that these days? Yes, we were really lucky. I didn't have uh, anybody catch COVID in my store. Uh, there was about three stores that had to shut down for a few weeks. Uh, you just have to be real careful. We did the mask thing, and uh, it was really surreal. You know, and all of a sudden, they're, they're sending us an email saying, you got to close your dining room, and you know, you start stressing about having to cut your employees hours, you know, and losing business. But the thing that surprised me was the, uh, the loyal customer base kept us going. Uh, that was company wide. We were so lucky. Uh, we were actually up in sales most of the time through the pandemic. We made it through. I mean, I know it's not completely over now, but. Well, you know, in these times, wearing a mask has taken on political overtones. Right. Did you, you had any problems with customers along those lines? Not as bad. Right now, we're not. Uh, we asking people to wear a mask if they're not vaccinated, but we don't. You know, if they're not wearing a mask, we don't worry about it. Uh, back when we had the, we implemented the mask. You must wear a mask to come in here. It really wasn't too many people. Uh, we, we've had very few problems. You know, there were, there was a few people that got mad and walked out, but overall it was, it was not as bad as I would have thought it would have been. Well, you've done it. You said you've done it for more than 50 years. Hmm. Uh, yes, sir. that's amazing, uh, that you continue to enjoy it. Do you feel right. like you're going to continue? I mean, you're at pretty much at retirement age. Do you feel like there's a retirement in your future or is this something you want to just keep doing? You know, I really don't even think about retirement that much. I, I just see myself doing this for as long as I can, but I, it's, I really enjoy it. So do you have any hobbies outside of uh, work, Randy? Uh, I used to be an avid golfer. I don't do that so much anymore. Uh, a drummer, uh, actually, I started out, my first job was actually, I was on the road with a band back in the late 70s. 
uh, did that for about three years. And I said, well, I better get serious now about life. Real <laughs> job. That was a lot of fun. I, I, I played drums. Uh, like I said, not, not so much anymore. So it's, it's music's pretty much been a, a, a passion of mine all my life. You know, there have been times uh, when I have spoken with you that you have been very rushed, uh, very hurried, uh, and yet you you have a way of making customers feel like they matter, they mean something. Oh, that's a nice compliment. Thank you. That's that's. I've always been kind of a, a kind of person. I like everybody around me to be happy. There's nothing more depressing or stressful if a you know people around me, family or employees or customers, if they're not happy, then it actually. That bothers me. You know, I've had like talking about uh, bad customer situations. There's been times when it's bothered me all day. Uh, it, it, I would say keep those skills sharp on the drums. You know, if you right. do retire, um, my goodness, the Rolling Stones are still on tour. Bob McCartney's still on tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, so if they let you, you're going to just keep on managing uh, that restaurant for as long as you right. can. But it comes to the point where you can't. Have you thought right. about that yet? Have you thought about what you might do afterwards? It does cross my mind, and I would probably get back into music, uh, play some more golf, you know, spending time with the family. I would travel, go see my family. Most of them live up there in the Dallas area. Uh, but, yeah, that would, that would be what I would do. Music, golf, and family when I retired. Wonderful. And sleeping, a lot of sleep. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine <laughs> You know, um, something we didn't talk about is um, motivating employees. You know, again, they're in a, a pretty high-stress job. Right. Uh, what's your secret? Uh, just to keep a good attitude. If I walk in, you know, in a bad attitude, it's going to bleed over and it's going to trickle down. But I have to be positive, number one. If something goes wrong, but, you know, positive reinforcement is good. But uh, also training them correctly. They're not trained correctly. That can leave a lot of problems. So, you know, it's making making a nice atmosphere because you know the food business. It's it's a lot of times it's it's hard to keep people, you know, upbeat. But that's very important that you know they they'll do their job better if they're in a better mood. You know, I, I think it's really neat that you are still getting such a kick out of your job. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. You know, I can do this to my 80s, 90s, maybe. I don't know, but <laughs> it's just, Well, we'll have you back on our show when you hit 90, okay? okay. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll still be around. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah, I hope we'll still be around. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, it's really enjoyable. Randy, thank you for an insight. You know, this is something probably a lot of people think about when they go into a restaurant. What's the perspective like on the other side? I think maybe we as customers uh, tend to have very high expectations of a restaurant and uh, maybe unfairly so. Yeah, I think part of the fun of the um, conversations that we have uh, is the different industries that are involved and we get a chance Fine. to peek behind the curtain. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So I got a question here, come think of it. Uh, where do you like to go when you're going out to a restaurant? Yeah. Oh, my wife loves Mexican food. We eat that, you know, quite a bit. Um, we go like going to Buelos, 
So we eat a lot of Mexican now, a lot of Mexican. <laughs> yeah, I imagine you get your share of burgers at work. Yeah, I mean, I do. Every once in a while, I enjoy a Whataburger, I have to say. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a <laughs> You're a Texan. What can you say, right? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll edit that one out. Yeah, edit that out there. You don't want to jeopardize your future. Uh, Our burgers are still better. Right? Uh, Randy, do you think Jim is eating too much red meat? No, kidding. not at all. He needs to eat more, probably. <laughs> <laughs> like what you've been hearing? How about sharing the joy with your friends? We could always use more listeners. There are more episodes on the way, so stay tuned, keep howling at the moon, and be sure to get yourself and your family vaccinated.